Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Uh, my name is Dave Deal, and I'm your host. So I am absolutely jacked about this interview. Um, this individual that we're going to be talking with today is, she really honestly has got to be one of my favorite people because of her ability to kill it as an entrepreneur, her ability to be an amazing mother and amazing family woman, and then taking it to a whole nother level of being outdoorsy. She loves skiing. She loves dirt biking. And to be honest, she's just awesome. Like she's been such an amazing role model for me. We haven't even had that much time to spend together, but the times that we have, I just gained so much value out of the relationship and the conversation and the dialogue and the, the mindset. Because that's really what it comes down to, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner and everything else is we just have to take our life and our business to a whole new level. And honestly, like I'm just pumped. So let's get right to it and bring out Megan Christensen to the show. Hey, thank you so much. And how do I follow up after that great intro? Uh, oh, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So Megan, tell us about you. What's going on? You have like a crazy world. You're doing amazing things. What's what's happening in your world right now? You know, uh, that's always a good question. And people ask me that and it's a big pause. And I think the realistic answer is I'm just running as fast as I can because it's so much fun and I love it. So what am I doing in my world right now? Uh, I'm the COO for a company called Credit Suite, which keeps me really busy. And I'm in charge of the operations and the, the financial aspect of the company and growing the company and scaling that. At this point, we are over 80 employees. And so I think about them every single day as I come to work and the families that are involved in making Credit Suite what it is. And that is a big part of my life right now. Of course, I'm a mother. I have two cool kids that are my favorite ski buddies. They are just a blast and they teach me every single day and keep me exceptionally humble. And then besides that, like you mentioned, I'm outside every free moment I can possibly get out there. So that's what I'm up to in a nutshell. So, you know, like you, you talk about people in their, their day-to-day grind and it's like you accomplish more probably in the first few hours of the day than most people do in a week. And how do you keep yourself sane? I mean, being a mother, being the COO and this company, you know, 80 employees, you guys have, I mean, how many customers have you served now in the course of Credit Suite? Yeah, I'm, that number's constantly. So I've probably consulted over 100,000. I know I'm over 100,000. I haven't looked at that number in a long period of time. So yeah, lots of people. That's so cool. So how do you do that though? I mean, 
you really, when you think about it, you know, you mentioned you, you, you get up early and you start your day early and that's how you try and balance. And, you know, I think balance is such a terrible word when it comes to being an entrepreneur because it's not real. Nobody can really balance, but I think it's being super proactive and intentional about the time that you have when you spend it, where you spend it. Yes. And I feel like I'm constantly getting better at it. You know, I didn't, and I'm not perfect at it. And, but, you know, I think it's, and you hit the nail on the head, it's being purposeful with my time. Because in all reality, I can think of a million things I should and could do right now. And that's not realistic. And so when I'm really great is when I step back and I ask myself, what is the most important thing I can do right now? And it varies. It, it varies. It, sometimes it's something to do with the business. A lot of the time it is. Sometimes it's something I need to do with my family, you know, with my kids. And it's having that ability to step back and step back from everything that's being thrown at me and put it all in its place and going, who am I? Where do I want to go? And is that going to get me where I need to go? And being willing to fail in some areas too. I think that's something I'm constantly learning is, is accepting that as I prioritize that way, that means I have to say no to some things or I have to fail in certain areas where it's just not mission critical. So I got to let it slide um, or I need to delegate that out. So those are just little thoughts that hit my head. Yeah. No, I love that because you're, you're right on. I mean, I think one of the toughest things is being able to say no. I mean, I think it's so hard to do that. And I love the way that you put it, you know, just failing in certain areas when, you know, in the big picture, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay, what really is failure? How do you define it? What, you know, what does that look like? And there are certain areas where you're going to grow and you're going to build, you're going to scale your company. You're going to, you're going to build and create an amazing family. And like, you just, there's, there's gotta be give and take and you have to be, I don't know. You just have to be intentional in those moments and, and be okay with not in the moments and other areas where you can't. Yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting as I work with my team, it's so much fun. I love it. And I love all the personalities that I get to interact with. It's so rewarding. And I get to hear about the really cool things they do. But another thing that we talk about a lot in our company is, is those fears you know, and how they really dictate a lot of our choices in life. And I think one of the hardest things to overcome, and I don't know why it's so natural for us, is is that fear can be debilitating, right? The fear to fail or seem like you're not perfect or you don't know everything or even the fear to say no, like the psychology behind that is just insane. We'll do about anything humanly possible just so we don't have to say that word. And it's one of the more simple words in the human language. And I just think it's so interesting how they can have such a negative impact on life. But if we're conscious of that, how positive we can spin that. So it's interesting. It's a puzzle I'm always trying to put together. No, I love that you talk about that dialogue and that interaction you have with your team. I mean, you're to the point now where you do, I mean, you're, you're working with so many different people 
and different backgrounds and different uh, focuses and, you know, different belief systems. How have you been able to really build that camaraderie and build something where people feel comfortable in that growth environment? I mean, culture is something that's critical to starting and building a business, especially when you're starting out just as yourself. I mean, if you don't have, you know, your team around you yet, or now you do have, you know, a huge team of 80 employees, like what have been some of the success points that have helped you build that culture? Yeah, you said success points. And I think what helped me build it is all the failure points. So, uh, you know, and I laugh about that, but in reality, it's a lot of the time when I sit down with a team leader and I say, what's working, what's not. And as they express what's not, that has, that feedback has continued to grow our culture. And it's funny you bring that up. Uh, I was just talking with their accounting team and they just took a moment and they said, we love our company culture. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't something we were even talking about really. And it kind of took me by surprise. I'm like, what do I say to that? It's not all (laughs) me, but I thought, holy moly, it finally, you know, has, it has its own identity and it's something we've worked through. And I think what has really built it, like I said, is that open dialogue, what's working, what's not, what is, what is important to us as a company what is not important to us. And we talk about our company culture nonstop. And honestly, you know, one of my weaknesses was at first, I just, you know, I knew how I wanted to run the company and I knew what I believed in and I knew what my core values were and I knew where I wanted the company to go. And I had this really big vision in my head and all my decisions were based on that. I knew where I wanted to go, but it was more difficult to share that with others. And that was something I had to practice. And I'll never forget sitting in a meeting with a team leader and they're going, okay, wait, why are we doing this? Where are we going? And it it was this big epiphany. I have to share this, you know, and continue to share it. And we have to continue to talk about it. And I want their impact. And it's kind of funny, our company culture is something that we're really passionate about. In fact, we talk about it every single day. We have our core values and we literally, I know it sounds crazy, but we have meetings every day. We call them our company huddles and we talk about our core values every single day. And we give examples of where, you know, a team member showed that core value and I think it's created this culture that we're all aware of. We're aware of what it means to adhere to those core values, what isn't a part of our core values, when we can say no, you know, to a new project because it just doesn't align with who we are and what we stand for. So it's just, it's been a process, but I think we're finally to a point we really actually know what our core values are and who we are and what our mission is here at Credit Suite. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> That's so cool. No, and yeah. God, it's amazing how that doesn't happen overnight, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's something that develops. It continues to grow and really develop into something, you know, that you've created. And that, it really is, it, it, that's amazing because you have taken this idea of culture and creating a vision. You've let it go and you've been able to inspire and impact. And because of taking 
your voice and putting it in a direction of clarity, other people were able to get behind that. And it became more than just your vision. And I just, I, I think that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it just, it was an epiphany to me one day that, you know, like, for instance, one of our core values is uh, working as a team, right? Teamwork seems rather elementary, but what does that actually mean? You know, and, and in our institution, that means in our company, it means that we work together. That means that if I know how to do something and my neighbor does, doesn't, I'm not going to hold it really close. I'm going to share it with them. I'm not going to be selfish just because they might get ahead of me, right? And they might get more things done if I share that with them. We're not selfish. We work as a team. So that's one of our core values. That actually doesn't align with some other companies. There are some companies where it's, you know, every man for themselves. And, and that type of individual would not flourish in, in our company. And so Anyway, you can tell we kind of we're passionate about it <laughs> and uh, it's been a really fun process. So let's talk about loyalty for a minute. How have you been mm -hmm. able to gain loyalty, not only with your, your team, but your customers because of this attitude and this mentality that you have been able to create? Yeah, it's like I said, a process, you know, it wasn't overnight and still, I mean, knock on wood, I've never, we've never had a team member quit and leave. I mean, I just knock on wood because I can't imagine any, you know, running business without them. But uh, I think it, some of it is that loyalty, right? That, that we're all in this together and we have this clear mission and everybody is needed. Their talents and skills are needed in order to get where we want to go. And I, I think when people have that ability to use their talents and skills, and when they have that ability to think and to solve and to innovate within a company, I think that makes a portion of that company your own. And, and that ownership, that feeling of being a part of something is extremely powerful for, for each of us. And so I think that creates some sort of loyalty, you know, and then with our customers, I hope they can hear how much our team loves what they do and how much uh, that means to them. So uh, I think that creates some customer loyalty too, where, you know, our customer does come first. That is the most important thing. I don't yeah, know. no, I, I think yeah. you're right on because when people know that you love what you do, it's, it's a game changer. I mean, you can hear it, you can feel it. And I think that's one of the things that really, you know, made that connection when we first met was you are the type of person that loves life. You love life to the fullest. You take advantage of, you know, everything that you can. And that's a trait that not many people have, right? You just, you just get it. And I know it's a constant work in progress and it's development, but it's something that, makes you stand out as a person. What do you think has helped you develop into who you are? I mean, let's go back ways. How yeah. did Credit Suite start? How did, you, how did you gain that drive and that mindset that you have now? Um, I would say <laughs> I was born extremely stubborn. And uh, I didn't realize that till recently. But I think <laughs> I... I just love what I do and 
when I am passionate about something, I give it a hundred percent. And so, man, how did this all start? I was a banker. I was working in a bank and I was working with business owners and trying to find where my career would go. My parents are both professors and brilliant human beings. And they taught me a lot. They taught me how to think, which I am just eternally grateful for. And I remember turning down, I had a swimming scholarship to Stanford of all places. <laughs> and I turned that thing down and my parents still supported me in that, which I just, I don't know how they did that, <laughs> but they did. And, and I just knew I, there was something I wanted to do when I just didn't know what it was yet. Right. And so I, I went into banking just because it made sense in the small town I was in. And the more I got to work with business owners, the more passionate I felt about this concept of entrepreneurship and running a business, this freedom that we have in our country to have an amazing idea and to implement it. And that that idea can bless a community and individuals. It can employ people. It can um, attract new talent. It can add diversity to an economy that idea was in full force. And I was a component of that in that most businesses will need financing at some point. And oftentimes that's a breaking point. You know, it, it really does come down to money in some ways. And I loved being a part of that. And I found a lot of purpose and I continue to find a lot of purpose in that concept. But as a banker, you're somewhat limited in your ability to really serve these business owners. And so between regulation and bank policy, you're only able to share so much wisdom. And, you know, I can't tell a customer exactly what to fix, why they were declined or how to apply the correct way. And I was done with those barriers. That's where I'm stubborn, right? And I guess this is where the inner entrepreneur came into play. I just, uh, I knew that that, what I could do even more and I wanted to do more. And so that was the birth of Credit Suite. I walked away from a good job with a 401k and benefits and, and everything that seemed completely logical. And, and that's, that's how I got started. I love it. You got to go back and share, if you would. I love the, uh, the boot, the cowgirl boot story. Oh, the boot story. Um, <laughs> I have so many good ones from now. You do have so many good Texas. ones. This is one of my yeah. favorites. Well, you know, I was a very green banker because like I said, I kind of took the random route into banking. And so I just had wonderful mentors that believed in me. And I was a I was doing ag lending in Amarillo, Texas. And talk about Texas, that's Texas. That's Spurs and Friday nights where the whole town shut down because there's a high school football game. And uh, so anyway, I found myself this young lady in, in Amarillo, Texas, and I've got one of the biggest ranchers as my customer, right? And I'm supposed to go out and count a head of cattle to as inventory or as an asset to take as collateral. And, um, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm not a city girl, but I also didn't <laughs> And so I show up, you know, I step out and I barely even get out of the car and in his true Texas accent, and I can't even 
do it justice. It was basically like, <laughs> sorry, little girl, but it's time for you to go back to the city. You know, something like that intense. You can imagine uh, there was no way I was getting around this ranch in high hills. And he just thought that was hilarious. But I, I needed to wow that business owner. And so I didn't drive back to the bank or give up because once again, I'm stubborn and uh, went right to the boot store and I plopped down. Boots are expensive. It's ridiculous. I think <laughs> I spent like $300 and halfway sobbed through the credit card swipe, uh, bought some boots. And then I showed up back at the farm and had to win him over and show him that I was up for the task. So there's the cowboy boot story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. But it, it really shows the tenacity, right? I, I had a, a conversation with a gentleman that does marketing um, in a previous episode, and he was, we were talking about the curiosity, right? And I think that stubbornness and that curiosity are very similar in a lot of ways yeah. where you're not willing to back down just because somebody says no. You're not willing to give up because there's, you know, it seems impossible, you just, you okay. have the resourcefulness, you have the drive, and it's not even a, a decision you make really. I mean, obviously you have the thoughts, well, this is a dumb idea. I should just quit and go home. But it's like, no, I can't. I, I literally cannot give up because I want to solve this. I want to create a solution for this problem. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. I really do hope you've enjoyed this interview as much as I have. Megan is such an amazing individual, and I hope that you can tune in tomorrow for part two of this interview. Also, check out selfreliantwealth.com to learn more about who we are and what we do. Make sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you know somebody that is interested in learning how they can build business credit, feel free to share this episode as well. Also, go out and make it a fantastic day. Remember, infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.